well, I guess Star Wars book coming out next summer, Chob. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things Cinema Sins, TV Sins, and Commercial Sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by Cinema Sins staff member, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Jonathan, it's good to have you back. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Um, I did did not intend for you to be the the first guest of both rounds of, of mm-hmm. writers, just the way the schedule worked out. You're, well, and I, I was... actually wrote on a decent amount, so too, so that worked out. I tend to get put on... I don't get put on all the horror stuff, but you've been you've got, on a lot this last month, though. You, yeah, you've got like a you've probably got like an eighty percent chance that uh, to guess that I was on it. It, it might be true. <laughs> well, because I was looking because there was I, I already had you on the one week, but I was just like there was one week. Um, here it is, October second. Um, the week that I had Chris on, it was like you were on three videos. Mm. Yeah, two Cinema Sins videos and a TV Sins. I mean, you're pretty consistently on. At least for the main channel, you're like 80% chance you're on in October. So Yeah, it, that's how it is. And a lot of these we wrote like in, like months ago. So like I forget when I forget well, they're even coming out. Like when I saw the two this week, I was like, oh, yeah. I was about to say like busy month for you, but no, probably busy like three or four I mean, months ago for you. It is. <laughs> it is a busy month, but it's videos you're not going to see until like end of the year or whatever, November or so. But like these oh, nice. were done like August in september probably so yeah um you were on three of the four or three of the five i guess i don't know if you'd had a new hand in commercial sins this week but you were on the two cinema sins videos the monday house of the dragon oh. and when i asked you you were also on what was supposed to be wednesday's video and then that got flopped yeah i so. believe you i don't know i usually don't I, if if aaron says something to me i forget about it so yeah but i don't i don't know what that was supposed to be uh, it was um, supposed to be next monday's video if i'm correct okay so yeah sometimes there's a few days where we have to wait so yeah and that's fine and, and you know i I think a lot of fans have been waiting for Andor, so it's all good. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would have known that it wasn't the plan until I just told them it wasn't the plan. Um, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, but yeah, you were supposed to be on every single video. So it's like, well, how can I not? And and Jer- Jeremy is, is your co-writer on the both CinemaSins ones. So I was like, should I just have Jeremy back to back? And <laughs> he sent me a bunch of stuff, though. So it'll be so. like he was on here. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah, I, th- I thought about just being like, should I just have him back on? But I'm like, no, we'll, we'll wait, whatever. Um, we'll have Jonathan back on. It's been a while. So um, lots of stuff to talk about this week. You ready to just get into it? Yeah. Let's dive into this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. Uh, we'll start off with Monday's video, House of the Dragon, episode three, second of his name. You and Daniel writing on this one. Mm-hmm. You weren't doing House of the Dragon when we uh, had you on the first time. Had you been watching the show out of leisure or pretty much only out of like necessity? I don't remember where it was at. Uh, I watched the first like four episodes when they came out, I think, because I worked on like all four of those in some capacity. But then I've I've been I haven't really had to write on it for a few weeks so i just recently got caught up with it because i have one of the later i don't think it's a spoiler we're clearly doing the season because we've done three episodes so far so i don't think that's a spoiler i recently like this past week i watched like four more episodes so i am (laughs) i i have not seen the last two yet but I've, i've caught up through the eighth episode are you liking the show it's okay i mean i didn't watch game of thrones till tv sends 
came into existence. I think I had seen like the pilot, but like I hadn't watched it regularly. Sure. Yeah, it was funny. Um, since Jeremy was on last week, I asked him what he thought, and he's like, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. And then I saw him tweet out like a couple days ago, like, I caught it on one of the marathons, and he's like, I'm just kind of bored. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So. There's a lot of a lot of political chess, I guess. And I the time jumps, even though I guess they're necessary, are really jarring sometimes. And also, like, this is a later episode, but there's a later episode that has this really awesome ending. And then it's six years later when the next episode starts and you're like, I would have actually liked to have seen some stuff that happened in between. Cause it's like all of a sudden this person is back in this position. Like, well, how did that happen? Like, so I don't know that stuff kind of bugs me sometimes. I also really liked the two actors. I don't remember their names that played the younger Rhaenyra and Allison. I like Emma Darcy and uh, Olivia cook. Fine. I mean, as far as currently, and we're not to that point yet here, but right. that also I found a little jarring just because it was like I was enjoying them. So I don't know. It took me a while because I really liked young Renera. Really yeah, Alcock. she's I great. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd never seen her in anything. So no, I don't know if I'd I. seen any really other than um, Patty Considine. I mean, Olivia Cook, I knew for sure. Yeah. Uh, Emma Darcy, I knew the name. I knew the name that they used. I, I knew their name, but I had not seen anything they'd been in, which I, I just assumed I had because that name sounded familiar. Sure. But but I guess I just heard it mentioned because when I looked at their credits, I didn't recognize anything. But we're talking about stuff that comes later in the series and not this episode. Right. So sorry that's about fine. that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, you're, you're only on once every seven weeks, so we don't really get to do this. So like, that's I have no problem like giving thoughts on on current state of things. I've seen the whole yeah. season. I like it. I liked it more and more every episode. I just think if you're going to watch this season, I think the best way yeah. to watch it is just to understand that this season is is kind of kind of a false season because it it's really more of a pilot episode or a pilot season. Yeah. Especially when you see the finale and you see how it ends and you're like Okay, so like you, you kind of like you said, they're just playing chess. They're they're getting the board set up, mm -hmm. and they've moved around the pawns a little bit now. And so it's like now when season two starts moving, they can move their kings and rooks and and knights and all that. It's like yeah. that's that's kind of how it feels to me. Yeah, I, I that makes sense. Even not having seen the last couple episodes, I assumed it was going to be something like that because there's I, I can tell there's a lot of ground to cover for the last couple episodes. So I like I didn't know what they were going to do. This has been renewed, right? Oh yeah, it was. I remember now. It was renewed after episode two. Overall, like I like it. I feel like Matt Smith has gotten a little neutered the last couple episodes, and I'm hoping he has more to do in episodes nine and ten. Mm. But I guess I'll find out. <laughs> well, he's not in episode nine at all. Oh, so okay. There's that. And I like the whole like we're bucking trend. This is going to cause a lot of drama with the other people involved. Because, you know, it's yeah. like the Risa Fawn character. He probably is an asshole, but it's like when you think about that world, that time period, everything that's going on, like what he's saying, like isn't wrong, but it's just it's sure. kind of unfortunate because he's, you know, he's just saying stuff like, look, if she takes the throne, there's going to be chaos like there's and he's he's probably right. You know, yeah. like he's probably not wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't do it, but right. Right. you can kind of still see his position and his side of things. Well, we can use this as a transition point to get into the video because this is the episode yep. where it we where we kind of realize like his intentions and things. And is this the one where he gets does does he get fired in this one? Yeah, this is the one where okay. at the end he gets fired. I get confused <laughs> because because he speaks out to the king and he yes. and he says specifically it, like Aegon should be the next heir, and they're like, well, yeah. And we also have that sin that like foreshadows him getting fired. The whole like he wouldn't get fired over this for sure. Yeah. So I right. remember now. 
So, some of your favorite sins for the video. Uh, I just liked uh, Daniels used the term Rube Bloodberg, which I thought was really awesome. Uh, and also, I just like, I like Daniel. Daniels got the big words. He's got like the seven cent, like the 25 cent words or whatever you call them. But uh, the is there a rule that if Matt Smith's in a show, something has to be dimensionally transcendental? <laughs> so that was, that was such a Fair. Great, and then uh, the other one I had was that feeling when everyone is worried about the King's heirs, but you're the only one concerned about the King's stairs. <laughs> so <that> was, <laughs> those are all nice word play. Uh, well, I had a, I had a couple. Um, I mean, first of all, you had, it's Morbin time. Um, and I was, I, I still haven't seen Morbius, but I love the memes that have come yeah. from it. <laughs> Uh, giving a toddler wine, they already stumble around and pee wherever they live, so you don't need to add yeah. milk to the mix. I think that was one where Daniel expanded on it. I think I had just written giving a toddler wine, and then I think Daniel was like, well, what about this? And I was like, oh, that's perfect. So Yeah. And the other one I have was, uh, <laughs> was he, said, he does not have the king's nose. As we can see here, the king's nose is firmly on his face, because that's the one <laughs> that's, he's uh... talking about his child. He's like, you have my nose, and it's just one of those, like, that's something I just felt like I wrote. I think I wrote that one, but Aaron Aaron's narrator that just that just was something that like he would say, like right. I, and it's one of those like uh, obviously and mm-hmm. clearly the narrator doesn't believe it as well. It's just him, yeah, being a troll. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So. No, that's super trolly. That's the only ones I wrote. I wrote down for this video, and I didn't have any questions about any of the sins, but I did have a comment. I just wanted to say. Um, there was an outtake that had like the toss a toss a coin for the Witcher song, and there was a lot of people that were like really loving that outtake. So I don't. Yeah, know. what little I read, I saw some people mention that. I'm almost positive that was Daniel because if it was me, it would have just been an accident. Like I'm sometimes I will just type phrases in and see what I get, uh-huh. but I'm almost positive that was a Daniel thing because I I don't know much about the Witcher. I've seen the first episode and that's it. So I played the second game and that's it. So nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Tuesday's video. This is the black phone. You and Jeremy writing on this. I love this movie. It, I think, is my favorite horror film of the year. And that's saying something because I think the black phone, Scream, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies are all excellent horror films. And I've heard really great things about Barbarian. And now that it's on HBO Max, I will probably watch it soon. And I liked Halloween Ends. So, like, it's been a good year for horror films that I might like. And the black phone is the top for me. I think it's like my fourth favorite film of the year so far behind everything everywhere all at once and top gun and probably something else. I don't remember. I loved the movie. Did you too? I liked it. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think you liked it more than I did, but, uh, I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was pretty creepy. I mean, kids getting kidnapped and stuff is always obviously going to add a little bit of tension to there just because it's a kid. But I thought the kid, the actors are are very effective playing the kids, especially his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's mm-hmm. really funny. And then also, I thought it was interesting because outside of like the horrible thing about Ethan Hawke being a kidnapper and a killer and all that kind of maybe a rapist, I don't know, but all that kind of stuff. Uh, you also had the stuff with the Jeremy Davies character, the dad, where like they yep. really focused a lot on their home life. And I thought that created an interesting parallel to everything that was going on. I, I, I mean, obviously, I don't like the, I don't like, I'm not saying I like the Jeremy Davies character and the fact that he beat his kids, <laughs> but they gave him more depth than I think most of those types of characters. Because abusive parents, yes. which Jeremy's got some sense about that, about that trope that needs to go away. Abusive parents is a horror staple. But yeah. I felt like in this one, there's that stuff where he actually helps his daughter go look for him. He finally starts believing her. And I think he believes her from the get go. Anyways, he just doesn't 
he doesn't want what happened to his his late wife happen he doesn't to her. want external pressures yeah he doesn't want yes he doesn't and want people to think that his whole family is crazy yes when, pe- and, when the whole town already thinks his wife was crazy and there's nothing okay about what he's doing but i do like that the movie digs into why he's doing it versus yes. just this guy's awful you know yes so yes overall i liked it when i actually had to send it and that was the second time i watched it because i'd seen it in the theater i definitely did start to notice some things that you know like the black the phone itself doesn't make a lot of sense and i don't know that it has to but like you know, the movie goes back and forth with what the ghosts can do and what they can't do and stuff sure. like that. So there's always stuff there that you can find to kind of nitpick at, which is all we're doing. But uh, I think overall, the movie definitely works. There's just something about Scott Derrickson's filmmaking. I mean, both aesthetically yeah, and um, he really seems to nail like character pieces and motivations. And he really seems to nail like when there is a spiritual element of it, he really seems to yeah. nail that kind of stuff, you know, like well, it's um, based on a, a Joe Hill story, which Joe Hill is yep. Stephen King's son, for those that don't know, and pretty good writer in his own way, in his own right. I bought the book. I just have I know it's like a piece in a collection of sto- short stories. It's not yeah. the whole thing. I bought the, they renamed it the Black Phone. Stories. Yes, I have that, too. Um, I, I didn't own it before that. So I just bought it like that. It's it's a, it's good. There's a lot of good stories in there, but the Black Phone's a good story and they pretty much follow it like it's pretty. I think they add a couple kids, but other than that, you know, it's like a 26 page story or something. And they did a pretty good job turning that into a, a feature length film. A lot better than some people have with like other short stories by like Hill's yeah, like Shawshank and, Redemption and stuff like yeah, that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, one of the th- I guess the I'll, I'll start the sins video by just saying, um, I could tell that at least one of you liked the movie. I get the feeling that Jeremy did too, and I think you have some some thoughts from him. I know he did overall, but he did kind of like I was talking about. There were just things that bugged him about the phone sure. specifically. But I think overall, yeah, he thought it was better than most films like this. So Well, and there seemed to be I think there was five sin removals in the video. Yeah. And like they were all like warranted. They were all great. I mean, the one was just like where she just goes like, what the fuck, Jesus? And it's, it's just ha 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 ha. And it's, sin removal. it's great. That's the best like moment because you're just like, here's this little girl that is communicating with Jesus. And she says what we all want to. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy went on to say what he sent me. He said he thinks she should be nominated for supporting actress. I thought that was funny. Look, it definitely any of the awards that have like a young, young actor yeah. award. But like, why not? You know, I, she was probably the best part of the movie. And I really liked the the main kid as well. I thought pretty much all the kids were yeah. casted well. And they, they um, played well together, brother and sister. Like they seemed yeah. like brother and sister. And so, yeah, no, all that. I, I enjoyed that for sure. I, anyway, there's like four or five different sin removals. Some of them just being like, like I think there was one for the mask at some point, um, like on the on the design. Then maybe, and then we took a sin off for uh, the what I already talked about, just yeah, the yeah. Jeremy Davies character. That scene where I think him and her, or him and his daughter, are trying to figure out what happened to their son, to his son. So yeah, why, why don't we hear from what Jeremy had to say first? Yeah, so he mentioned a few. He said just once, I want Jeremy Davies to play the super ordinary guy that works at the grocery store. He talked about the sin as yeah, a produce yeah. manager and collects vintage class baby bottles and has a girlfriend named Mary Beth or Cindy. That was very funny. He, the sense he wrote about the people sleeping while maintaining a, a solid object, like they were just holding on to this object all night, which I don't know if that's not possible, but it was just so funny as much as it irritated. And it did feel like something that would probably irritate the narrator. He mentioned a couple that I wrote. The kids are watching Davy and Goliath on TV. Subtle Miss, that name is not the black phone. 
And then he talked also about how he got really uh, interested in like the floor eggs. He said the eggs just started, they just really bothered him. So he kept sending stuff about the eggs. He said that also played off some sins. He wrote about eggs in the Karate Kid uh, video. So that was some of the stuff uh, he said. Oh yeah, and then the thing about the the brother. He thought the brother was like an interesting character that they didn't use enough because like he had the murder board and all that stuff. And it's like, mm, yeah, they didn't really give us enough into his like who he was. But I don't know that they needed to. But I'm just saying that was something that. I thought for sure that they were trying to cop us out because there's the there's the transition when when we first meet the brother and he's talking about all these things. And then the the camera just goes down and it shows um, Finney in the basement. Yeah, I interpreted that as a creative transition, not a literal Finney's in the basement. Uh, And so I was I thought they were trying to red herring that or they were definitely I mean, I don't think at first you're supposed to think that he's there, but I could or at the very least that he would wind up coming in to help and save the day in some regard, not just be a joke, especially with the tone of the movie. It's a very grim movie. It's a very tense movie. It's very like white knuckle and very Mm -hmm. serious. And then that character is just not. So it kind of sticks out a little bit. Whatever. You're the one that killed the others. Bruce Robin. Uh, fat phone, <laughs> great sin. Yeah, that's a Jeremy thing. I don't know what that. I don't, that thought process. I just don't even know what that was. That's that was hilarious. All I wrote down was "Hello, Officer Stupid," because it was the whole like the officers would never believe. Like, how desperate do these people have to believe to believe that some girl's dreams, like some <laughs> little girl's dreams, because like this is legitimately stupid. Like, the police would not take that stuff well, seriously, and it's- and, and it's like. They get up so fast and run because it's like the only yeah. potential lead they have or whatever. And it's like, that's first of all, these police are bad detectives if that if that's all they have. But it's just like, how does that phone conversation even go? Hello, officer stupid. Yeah, yeah I'm that little girl that's dreaming about things again. And I think they may be in this vague house in this vague street. Like, yeah. I mean, I kind of get why they go talk to her initially, because she clearly knew things that they had not released. So they had to be like, why do you know yeah. this stuff? But they were probably more thinking... Maybe she knows the killer. Maybe she's related to the killer. Something like that. Maybe you know? something subconsciously, you know. Yeah. But then, but then, something like, she overheard that she just didn't. Yeah. Process. And then they just take a one eighty and they show up at her house like later. Like, can I talk to your daughter? And it's just like I don't. Yeah. yeah I have a hard time buying it too. Psychics have been used, and yeah. you know, I mean that there's definitely things like that have happened, and it is hard to believe the how how quickly they react to what she's saying. I guess I do agree with that. Um, well, and especially get the, that many units out there. Like if maybe the detectives yeah. just go and investigate first and then they'll call right. if they need people. But yeah, no, that does seem a little like overkill. Like, cause if that, if that's not true, those, those detectives are probably going to have a lot of egg in their face. So, um, some things that you had, I just, uh, I like Jeremy calling the cut to the dissected frog masturbatory. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I like the simple stuff. I love the one where it just shows Finney trying to jump to look out the window or whatever and it or catch the bars and it just the sin was just being bad at jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he does actually look awkward. Like he looks like he's like yeah. he's thinking about jumping or something. And then I already mentioned the stuff with the parents. I just found that pretty fascinating, the the depth they went sure. into. I, I just like the I think a lot of movies, like the first like thirty minutes of this is spent on just developing these kids and stuff. It you know, he doesn't get kidnapped to like 25 minutes in or something. So I kind of dig that they actually did that, though. I think that makes it a little more interesting than just your average uh, horror film. They uh, they seem really tough. Like Bruce yeah. is like a big kid. You know, he's a big he's a baseball player. He hits home runs. 
off these pitches that this like 11 year old kid would not be throwing, which I love that we send that. There's so much movement on that ball. <laughs> Run is the kid that helps defend Finney from bullies in the bathroom. Yeah, he's and he's okay. the one that talks to him about like Enter, yes. the, Enter the Dragons, his like favorite movie or Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, Mask he was like Native American, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. at least part, if not at full, least part, but yeah. So okay. yeah, so those are tough kids and they still get yes. kidnapped. And so it's just kind of a, it makes it seem more threatening, I guess. It does. Yeah. You wouldn't think the killer would go for like the Bruce Yamada. You'd think he would go for the. You're right. Finney is, is a generic weak person. Or weaker. Weak, I mean, he's a baseball looking. player, but he yeah. doesn't look as. He's like, a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Making Jeremy seeing time from an inception was great. That was sure he, that was sure he did that himself. I love yeah. writing with Jeremy because when he writes something like that for himself, he'll put something funny in the in the narrator instru- like we have a narrator instruction on uh-huh. our sheet. And I think he wrote it there like you wrote this kid, do a good job or something like that. <laughs> it's good because like Jeremy has been singing like pop songs and classics and things like that. But yeah. like I don't know if people even notice that, but we have like no music. If we have music in our video, it's stock music. It's not music from the movie usually. Yeah. Uh, that's been going on for a couple of years now. Uh and there's there's YouTube and right. rights reasons and stuff like that. They're boring stuff to go into. But um but yeah, but he will occasionally like so he does sing more now, but you're right. It usually is more like a song as opposed to just doing like a score. But uh, right. It's always funny whenever he does it. I have one more sin and one question. The sin yeah. is um, you spend so many years invisible then every kid in the state knows your name is an excellent line, but it doesn't make much sense here. And man, it's one of those that it didn't bother me because I thought that line was great when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> and then, you know, because there's like three or four sins building up to this on how the ghosts don't really make much sense because like they don't really know their name. But then, you know, yeah. when when Finney knows their name, they're like, sure, I guess. And like they're able to remember Finney's name. So it's like how none of this really makes much sense. And so then when you tack on the line, you spend so many years invisible and then every kid in the state knows your name. It just muddles everything. Yeah, just. Yeah, no, but it's a good line. I don't think I wrote that one, but I don't remember right now why. Because, I mean, I still would have reviewed it and been like, yeah, that's cool. But I just don't remember all the details about it. And then the one I have is there's a sin that says finding out that the entire school is talking about your humiliation. And yes, this is me, the narrator, speaking from historical experience. (laughs) So my question, given that this is the narrator, not Jeremy, not Jonathan, is what humiliation do you suppose a person like the narrator (laughs) experienced in high school? I don't know, man. I mean, I would think he would have experience plenty but then i also wonder how much like i don't people maybe just would leave him alone because they'd be like this dude is weird so like he complains about everything like i just don't need that negativity in my life so i don't know maybe they would just leave him alone uh but the narrator is also like so prideful and so like unashamed of what you think that's like he, he wouldn't just let you leave him alone yeah that's probably true too you're probably right he would probably make it really uncomfortable and just keep on going I don't know. I, I don't just, have an answer. <laughs> I just want—I just wanted to see if there was like a clever, fun, you know, maybe something we could come up, some traumatic oh, gotcha. backstory for the narrator. <laughs> I don't know, like, would he send class? Like, I just don't even know what he would be doing. So. Send the teachers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like this question. So, if you have thoughts on what humiliation the narrator suffered, yeah, then like reply to reply to the tweet for this episode on what yes. you think it would be, or throw it in Discord or something. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I agree. So Wednesday's video then, Andor, um, this is an Aaron and Ian script, the pilot for Andor. Um, have you seen the show yet? 
I've seen this episode. I reviewed this script. I have not watched any other episodes. I liked it, but I just it's just a time thing. I just haven't had time to to get back to it. And I was watching this video thinking I'm probably going to have to rewatch this episode whenever I decide to sit down and actually tear into it. But it's not over yet, right? Aren't there like 12 episodes or something? Or is it already did it just air its season finale? I don't even know. No, I don't think it's over yet. Um, I think it's getting close. I think it's definitely more than the six yeah, they've been running be and more than 10. I think it's the longest Star Wars, Star Wars series so far. It's like um, 12 or 15. I can't remember. I haven't seen this show yet. I um, really want to. I've been really excited, especially with how well that those first three um, episodes that were released together mm-hmm. were received. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big Rogue One fan. It's my... I think third favorite Star Wars movie. I know a lot behind. of people that yeah, say that. That's a really that's cool. I need to watch it again. I, I haven't seen it since the theater. I liked it, but I just I don't know. It's just I've got I've heard a lot of people say that recently. So like I need to check that out again. I think it's a combination of I think all the cast is terrific, mm-hmm. and I really really like um, the, the the. There's a lot of like moments in this movie. You know, like rebellions are built on hope. Um, yeah and stuff like that no it's i think you'd like the show then i know aaron loves it um yeah i i I don't know if he still does but i know like the first three or four episodes he was telling me that he was really into it so uh i definitely want to check it out for me as well Um, and i hope so because i i like mandalorian i did not like boba fett which i don't think that's like speaking i mean i don't think many people liked boba fett obi-wan was okay i guess but i'm not a fan of the prequels so you know, I, I, maybe that's why I didn't get into it as much. I don't know. But uh, maybe. But this one felt very different. And sure. uh, I like heist stuff. So if this is like a heist thing, I'm down. Well, and there's there's even there's a sin. We could translate. translate yeah, it's fine. The video then there's a sin about um, Cassian Andor isn't going to kill this person. And then that's going to leave a loose thread. And and uh, put, and then he shoots him in there. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like Cassian Andor is not a good person particular he i think is ultimately a good person but like he he makes bad choices or he may or he does things like kill people you know yeah um which typically we don't root for the people that kill people unless they kill the people that are killing people in star wars you know so i think that's going to be an interesting thing because this may be the first time that we're following an anti-hero or a at the very least not essence of hope kind of character yeah no he's not he's not obi-wan or uh which maybe Obi-Wan had a little bit of edge to him, but I know what you're saying. I mean, well, like even like Mandalorian, like he's got his code, but he, yeah. he, he abandons it in the first episode. Yeah. Um, pretty so, much. And, and, and he still lives by his code, but his way. So it's like, I'm excited for maybe a little bit of grim star Wars. So, so anyway, do you usually I, just wait till the shows are over and then you go watch them all at once or no, it's just, um, with, with current job schedules and responsibilities, yeah. we've had a lot of weddings recently and I've been, Oh, man. Know, since so editing this show, like adding that to my my weekly workload of things to do, we just don't really have time to get around to a lot of things. So I think we watched Obi-Wan in real time and we were watching House of the Dragon in real time because my wife was really excited. So we'll find some things to watch in real time and then the rest of it we're just trying to get through mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. I really want to watch this one, though, especially with all the hype. Yeah, I do, too. Like, it seems like this show is more generally liked than any of the stuff that is on our back catalog like she hulk mm-hmm. and which she hulk was also really like but like and miss marvel and um, i still haven't gotten around to moon knight so like 
So this seems to be really well received so far. Not a ton of word of mouth about it, but everybody that is talking about it, yeah, at least same, in my no, Twitter, is same. really liking it. I agree. Uh, yeah, She-Hulk's one too. I've watched like the first two or three episodes. Because I will say, like we had a we had to talk about this because all of a sudden, because we try to insta send or keep up with like the Marvel shows, the Star Wars stuff, and Game of Thrones. But then we had She-Hulk and or House of the Dragon all drop at once, and Rick and Morty. And Rick and Morty, I mean, we, I mean, that's pretty automatic for us. Those videos do better than just about anything. So, I mean, it's just, it's a no brainer. So we actually had to, for the first time, we had to be like, okay, what are shows that we just, we're not going to be able to instant right away. And so, you know, Andor and She-Hulk just kind of had to be set aside. Not going to be surprised if we go back to both of them at some point, but I don't know when and where, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I I think this will be a pretty fun one to do. So. Yeah, uh, if we get back to it, and I'm definitely going to watch it at at some point. I'm with you, but it's just too many shows. There's just too much out there. I wrote one sin down here. Um, if nothing else, at least this interaction pref- uh, confirms <laughs> that a long time ago definitely predates the book and the old older tricks it contains. Yeah, uh, and then two very vague ones. I mean, there was the sin about like how accents are stupid in Star Wars because you know it's you got to assume that this guy. And I like to think this was an Ian Sin because it was very like. I don't know for a fact, but it has to be. It has to. <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and it's he, like it, here's a Scottish person, and a long time ago in a galaxy far, far yeah. away. So that person must have somehow made it to a northern part of a tiny island. And that's why I just I love the variety of our writers because that's just not something I would ever think of. Like that. That's just not you know. I mean, I don't know. That would never even come to me. Like. I might think of why do some of these people have imperial accents and some of these people have American accents. Like there's no consistency here given that they are saying this was in the same universe. It's just a long time ago. Yeah. Well, look at Star Wars, which I I just refuse to call that movie a new hope. It's Star Wars. But if you go back and watch Star Wars episode four, a new hope, I guess, you know, like Carrie Fisher has a British accent for a minute and then it yeah. goes away and then just about everybody else is british but that's just because most of those actors are british it has nothing to do with anything other than that but i i feel like people just like anything else with fandom they start you know noticing stuff like that and try to make it something that it's where it's just lucas hired a bunch of british actors and then the other thing was sending the subtitles and there was a subtitle sin in the black phone too. Cause it just said mm-hmm. smirks under the mask and it was just like, Oh yeah, that was crazy. It was like, went on what for is a while. that? But yeah, so there was one in, in Andor too that was just like, like they're, they're speaking another language and the subtitles just say speaking language. So like, there's no way to find out what they're actually doing. Just yeah, like, that, they do. This that is why we create languages. Like this is stupid. Your subtitles suck. Well, and they even do this like in just dramas where like you'll, it'll just say speaking Spanish. But I guess whatever they're saying, it's not we don't need to know what it is. But I just I don't know. Like, why wouldn't you still just put what it is? Because that would be good to know. Yeah. At the very least, like, here's what they're saying. They're talking, speaking whatever about today's weather. I don't care. Yeah. Some of the sins you had. Aaron's rendition of Roxanne by the police. I just thought that was really funny when he was just mm-hmm. singing sins are always fun. We interrupt your prequel series to a prequel movie to watch this prequel sequence disguised as a flashback. I thought was really funny. And then uh-huh. I also like Star Wars pretends that adding an extra M to Tim makes it more galactic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I had was a comment on YouTube. Uh, Denise Gundes um, says Star mm-hmm. Warsing finally takes it to place elsewhere in the galaxy than Tatooine. But Aaron is unhappy yet again and regularly. 
because you know what's more fun than continuity? Contradiction. <laughs> P.S. Don't get me wrong. Contradicting Aaron is my second favorite Aaron right after fanboy Aaron. For sure. I agree. And then I saw the channel reply to his comment. So, And it's not Aaron. It's a narrator. No, it is Aaron. No, yeah. We like to play around with that. We That's a CinemaSense thing, too. I mean, we did. We yeah, definitely. Yeah. Aaron and I did not invent that. I mean, that's. No. Uh, you complain about something and then one of the sequels or whatever does something correctly or. And then you complain about that. I mean, that's a pretty common thing with us. So, right. Aaron did said uh, Ian didn't send me anything. Aaron sent me a couple things. Uh, he cool. wanted me to mention the Andir sin, which is like one of the shows it of the title. Oh says, yeah, the title card that looked so, stupid. I don't know why he wanted me to talk about this. So what happened was Ian and Helm wrote like there were. I don't know if it was Ian or if it was just Aaron. I don't know who did this, but there was like three or four follow up sins to that, where it was like a running thing where they just kept calling him Andir and. I, I was the the uh, third party reviewer and I just I didn't get it. And like, I just I didn't think it worked. And um, I didn't mind him keeping the first one, but I just didn't think it worked after that. And Aaron still was trying to keep it. And then he said it was funny because he said I'd never push back. But then I pushed back on that. So he was like, well, I guess since Jonathan never pushes back, we should probably just he's probably right. And we should just take this out. So <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm usually like, well, if it works for you, maybe I'm just not hearing it. Because that's hard, too. You don't know sometimes until you watch it visually. But I was trying to like picture that, and I felt like it would just come off as he was just mispronouncing the name. And it wouldn't be like it was on purpose or that it was a joke. So that was the only it's, thing that concerned me about it. It's a really dumb title card. Yes, um, it is. And, and that's what we were sending. I think that's yes. worth sending. Uh, but I just didn't know if him was saying Andier for the rest of the video would have like come off as anything other than we just don't know what we're doing. Or we felt like not going back and changing it after it was said wrong. He also wanted to mention that he did actually do a lot of research uh, into the name Chob. He wanted to know if that really was like a, when they said like in the name of Chob or whatever, the, the, and so like he wanted to see if that actually was like a Star Wars deity and he could not find anything on it. So. <laughs> Which is weird because there's like a trillion Star Wars books. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. That's just what he said. Well, I guess Star Wars book coming out next summer. Chob. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Or another prequel series coming out next year. Or whatever. Oh, Who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, Thursday's video is The Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, you and Jeremy again, as I already mentioned up front. This is a movie I'd never seen. And I don't think I want to. I know it has a reputation. I used to just not be like, this isn't my kind of movie, typically. I just feel like it has cult status at this point to where it's like, if you really like this kind of stuff, then you'll really like it. But I don't really like vampire stuff. Yeah. I don't really like this era of... Yeah. It's This isn't really horror. Like, it's... I don't even know what is this genre. Like, <laughs> Very 80s. Kind of horror... Well, it's just it's it's horror with a budget. I mean, so like Fair. that sometimes ends up cause it's kind of like a zombie land, a horror movie. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a zomcom. I really don't like B movies. Like, I don't like movies that are mm -hmm. intentionally like shot like the like unless they are like shot because they could only get 20,000 in funding or whatever, like clerks. I don't like movies yeah. that are intentionally going for a B movie vibe. Yeah, this movie was huge though when it came out. I don't know, like I I don't really know what the reputation it has now. I've always enjoyed it. This came out when I was eleven though, so this is like a perfect movie for an eleven year old. That feels uh, right. Yeah, but it's so like I can't honestly. I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I do still genuinely like the movie. I think it's fun. I think uh, 
I think Jason Patrick's pretty interesting because he's a really good actor and it's just, it's not the type of movie you would normally see him in. So I think he probably adds something to it. I do kind of enjoy the mystery. I will say the one thing about this movie though, is you walk out on such a high note because the last line in the movie where the grandfather, where you find out the grandfather knew the whole time that there were vampires is one of my all time favorite last lines in a movie. The, the, you know, the one thing I always couldn't stand about San Dimas, all the goddamn vampires or whatever. He That's said. a really great last line. It is. And that character. And then Jeremy even noticed, and I've never noticed this, even though I've seen this movie tons of times. Uh, I even got that 4k that came out recently. Uh, but Jeremy noticed like there were subtle hints that like he knew when the head vampire, they don't know he's a head vampire at this point or that he's a vampire at all. But when Max comes over, like grandpa immediately goes to his workroom and closes the door. There's just stuff like that. Like he just makes comments. I'd never noticed that before. I'm like, that's pretty interesting. It also kind of makes him more of an asshole though. Cause it's like, why wouldn't you have told your wife? I mean, your daughter and your grandkids about this, but uh, especially it's like, it's it's a very, it's now a very direct impacting thing. It's yeah. not just, oh, there are vampires around. It's like, you're dating a vampire. But um, it's kind of one of those things, like, I would recommend it, but I totally get what you're saying. And I've I've known a decent amount of people, including Chris, who did not see this movie until they were an adult and did not like it. So maybe yeah. it is one of those things. It's better if you see it as a kid and, like, scream mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. where they say it almost it almost looks too slick. Yeah, uh, it doesn't feel as like, you know, grungy and grimy as like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or the original Halloween. So I get that, too. Uh, sure. But for one of these kind of like horror action comedies, whatever you want to call it, I think it works better than than most. Yeah, I mean, I, I would watch like if they wanted to reboot it. I think that's been kind of passing hands every now and then. Like, I think and it's also Lost yeah. Boys. Obviously, it's a Peter Pan thing. I mean, it's a Peter Pan reference. There's yeah. this definitely like kind of a loose a loose remake of Peter Pan. Like if it was vampires, I guess, instead of pirates. Well, I wrote the most sins for this video. The, the running gag of the flaming trash cans, uh, just killed me because the first one I wrote, Jeremy wrote that too. When he wrote to me about that, he, he, that that was almost all him. It really bothered him. (laughs) Well, I think there was already at least one or two instances of flaming trash cans. And then the concert happens and the sin says, I've never been to a concert with flaming trash cans on stage. Does it make the sound better? (laughs) And then there's like three or four more sins. And then the other one I wrote down was, um, Michael's only lived here a few days and even he's already learned that Santa Clara is all about (laughs) trash can fires. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's supposed to be, um, I mean, Santa Clara is made up, but, and we, yeah. we send that too, because there is a, uh, there's like a, a St. Clair or something, but there's not like a Santa Clara, but then it's actually supposed to be like another place, like Venice beach or something, I think is what it's supposed to be kind of mm. like. So, so maybe the burning trash can thing is a thing there or was then, I mean, I, I can say I've never been to a concert with burning trash cans either. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Uh, what is some of the other stuff that Jeremy had to say that since he also knew the flame? Uh, he said he did not think it held up super well, uh, but he said the music and the general vibe slash tone are still on point and it's still really enjoyable. He talked about how that whole thing really bugged him about the guy uh, pulling the door off uh, the car, whereas it really should have probably been like he got detached from his arm because he's saying the guy being pulled away would not make the guy stronger. So like, how mm. would he pull that door off? Uh, so he mentioned that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the Batman number 14 line bothered him because he said, you know, if there are only five in existence, they should be laughing at this poser for thinking he might find one on the Santa Clara boardwalk. Well, and then wasn't it like 
a scene later, like they say that their family's really poor. Like if yeah. there's five in existence, that comic yeah. is worth like a million dollars. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's I've never noticed that either. Their parents, I guess, are behind or the like the there's these two stoners that are always sitting behind the uh the counter at the comic book shop. And I had never noticed that until this viewing. Uh so I assume that's supposed to be their parents. Uh he mentioned the burning trash can. And then he talked about that sin he wrote it where the line was like, how far are you willing to go, Michael? And then he said, I mean, mm-hmm. with you or with her? I guess second base either way. <laughs> I wrote that one as well. It was great. And then he wrote down, um, he was talking about me comparing the, all the blood that was shooting up from the the pipes and stuff. We were comparing that to like Johnny Depp being pulled into the bed and Nightmare on Elm Street. And then like this geyser of blood just shoots up. That movie still scares me. But yeah, that's that's all I had. Um, this is a sin for the fact that I've never had this much fun in the bath as this kid is having right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird scene because it's like how that was. I had a problem with that, too, while I was watching the movie. I couldn't figure out how old he's supposed to be. And this is like a common 80s thing, actually. Like I it's it like kids are kind of just treat like I just feel like adults that were writing these care weren't really thinking about the age. They were just like, yeah. what various kids things can we do? But like that bathtub scene like that felt like like a four year old. Or something, sure, you know, not sure. like a thir- 14 year old or whatever he was supposed to be. But I sure. could be wrong. Have fun in your bath if you like to have fun in your bath. I'm not, <laughs> not trying to discourage it. Um, I also had who eats supper at 8 p.m. Supper is between 5 and 7. And everyone knows <laughs> that except the old people that for some reason eat at 4. And um, yeah. Which I felt seeing because my wife and I eat a lot of the time. Like especially on the weekends, man, we'll eat at like 4 or 4.30. It's like, why not? It's we... Like- <laughs> Because of my work schedule, yeah, um, and my wife's at the moment too. She has to get up a little earlier than I do, and I just work nights sometimes. Or like I'll get off of a shift at like four thirty, yeah. having not eaten anything all day. So like we eat at very inconsistent times. Yeah, and yeah. Before I was working too. this job, like when I cook, I severely underestimate the amount of time it's going to take me mm-hmm. to cook. So we're frequently like I'm starting something, and I'm like, yeah, this should be ready at like six or whatever, you know an appropriate supper time yeah. and then it's not it's like 9 p.m and i'm like i didn't know that it had to, to marinate for three hours so i'm sorry <laughs> we're eating like right before you have to go to bed like <laughs> it happens uh, <laughs> and then the other thing i wrote down was this sack of apparently like 300 garlic heads because like where on earth do we even buy that the only thing i can think of is a like a pizza factory that hand makes like garlic bread and garlic in their crust and stuff like mm-hmm. like like an authentic place and even then like that's still a lot of garlic so that's silly that he was able to get such a giant sack of garlic just absolutely yeah that was a right, jeremy that's... thing i never would have thought of that but jeremy's like there's no way he's like somebody who buys garlic <laughs> right a lot of times you can find stuff wholesale but it's like you could probably find like at it's sam's club like a or costco like a 20 heads of garlic or Maybe, something that yeah. not not like 500 like there were there i'm lazy i get my stuff like pre-done so like i i, I don't i know that i've ever even bought you buy, garlic you buy the minced garlic already yeah. in a yeah. can yeah i used to and i still sometimes use it depending on the recipe but i always have garlic heads as well yeah. uh some other stuff you had from the video no that was it cool well that'll take us to friday's video i didn't have any like questions or comments or anything yeah um very very low week of questions for me but that's fine. Uh, Commercial Sins, Friday's video. This is uh, apparently an ad for Nissan. Thrill Driver. Um, This is... All right, so last week, and then this, at least this week, um, there's no writer credit to give. Could you explain a little bit of that? 
some stuff just got combined. It was like a couple different people working on the same commercial just happened to happen. So we just went through and like combined and like, then I rewrote some stuff. Chris rewrote some stuff while he was narrating. So it just kind of ended up being a, a, everybody kind of got involved or not everybody, but a few of us. So because there was only 14 sins, I wrote down one. (laughs) That's fine. It's her car, dude. She didn't give it to you. In fact, (laughs) did you remember to fill up the tank before returning it? This ad is awful. Um, it is. And I didn't remember it either. It was a Super Bowl commercial, but I guess I just missed it. Uh, but yeah, I like Eugene Levy, too. Like, I think me Eugene too. Levy's very funny. And of course, he's pretty, I guess, more popular right now again because yeah. of uh, what was that show? Shit's Creek. In? Shit's Creek. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I wrote down kind of the same thing. Just I just enjoyed all the like just pointing out how inappropriate Eugene Levy's being. That That's pretty much the entire video. Yeah, uh, is that he just kind of takes over the car as his own and is just kind of buck wild with it <laughs> and uh, not being very and, nice to his friend Brie Larson. So and also like this is a common problem, especially with a lot of this, the the commercials that wind up getting sinned is it doesn't make me want to buy that car. Like if no. I think that somebody's going to like if I'm going to let let a friend drive it and they're going to become an asshole and get mad when you get your car back, like. Why does somebody want to buy this car because of seeing this commercial? Maybe they're like, ooh, that car looks really cool, but they're buying it because the car looks really cool, not because of anything else in the commercial. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. You're just as good off having an Instagram ad. I don't get car commercials just in general. Like uh, they always most of them. They run those Christmas commercials. I'm sure they'll do it again this year where like the people getting each other cars for gifts like. That's like a terrible gift, by the way. Like, sorry, not yeah. terrible gift, but Saturday Night Live did a sketch on that where they made fun of one of those commercials because, and the wife's like, wait, you bought a car without like discussing this with me? You made a major <laughs> financial decision yeah. without consulting me? Exactly. Also, like, like what What if she hates the car? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's kind of like wedding rings. Like, you know, I mean, everybody mm. do whatever you want to do. And I know different things factor into that. But like, I definitely was like, yes. You should pick out like what you like or engagement rings, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want it to be something you want. So like you pick, you know, so that's kind of how my wife and I have always been. But I think there's been a trend recently with engagement rings where people will buy just a really like generic stock Mm -hmm. one just for the moment. And then they'll go pick out and the wife will get whatever she wants on on their budget. That's not how we did it, but she wanted this very specific cut and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have known that. And she still wears it. So, I mean, that's money well spent. My wife just I just asked her and she's like, I like I don't like square. Yeah. Yeah. Like she just told me the thing she likes and doesn't like. And I was like, cool. And then I went to a jeweler and I was like, hey, here's the thing she likes and doesn't like. And then I (laughs) picked a way to do it. She'll like that. That's the biggest check I'd ever written in my life, too. I remember just being like, holy shit. I was both excited that I could write a check for that much. And also it just kind of made me almost faint combination of a lot of stuff. I'm not saying it was like, we're not talking about like a million dollar ring here. I'm not saying that. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying for, for 27 year old me or whatever it was when we got yeah, engaged. Yeah, yeah. I was uh 23. I was um, in graduate school. And so I, I, I financed a ring through a company that was going to be paid off within a year. Like that. I, I got a really good discount because I was yeah. friends with the jeweler and she got this like one. That yeah. Like, that helps. Really make the, yeah. So like it was worth triple what I paid for it. I wound up getting a refund out of like graduate student loans that, uh, then I just paid the whole ring off like a couple nice. months later. And now those loans are getting forgiven. So nice. <laughs> the government bought my wife's engagement ring. Anyway. Oh, um, that's awesome. Anyway, Saturday's video, uh, the recent, this is the Avengers video. 
um, as I teased on last week's BTS. I want to start off with this first thing. Uh, Chris and Jeremy writing on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so when this first video came out, this is one of the first videos yeah. from the channel. It was just dope, meaning yeah. it was just Chris and Jeremy. So what was the decision like to have both of them on this one again, yeah, as opposed I, so, to somebody who wasn't on the initial video? So which which Chris sent this information in, so I guess it's fine. Sure. So this was a video. So we're doing a bunch of these recent videos, but the majority of them we're doing, we're, we're writing currently, like we wrote in the last couple of months or whatever. This was one that we had already done a recent on in 2020. It was just for uh, Patreon members. It was a it was a send week exclusive that year. I guess they just decided. I don't know why they wrote on that that time uh, because all these other resends that we've been doing, uh, some of them have been them writing on them too. But 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 some of us have gotten to write some stuff as well. I can't remember what's actually been released already, so I don't um, want to give Chris any away that aren't already out. It's Frozen and Batman Begins, and so that was Chris yeah. Like was I wrote Batman on Batman Begins. Begins. Yeah. Right. This and then Frozen was Aaron and Danae. So this is the first Jeremy yeah. on a resend. So I don't I don't know what the because I don't remember the other videos we were doing that week. So I don't know if it just worked out to where it made the most sense for Jeremy and Chris to do it, or if they wanted to do it because they had written on the first one, so they would kind of be tackling like what they wanted to put back in there and all that sure. kind of stuff. So uh Chris said that, you know, they just decided to do it for Patreon members in 2020. Uh, he said he didn't remember much about the writing process, except we now knew so much stuff about the Avengers and where Marvel was going with it that it allowed for some fun retrospect sends, such as the end mm-hmm. credit stinger mm-hmm. about Thanos courting death, which suddenly turned into, well, let's kill half the population so people can get on roller coaster rides easier. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, at least that's what I got out of Thanos by the end of Endgame. So, yeah. but, but, so this is one that we did, we just didn't feel like the need to rewrite since we had just done it two years ago. So, and they were the ones that were on. So this is the same video just from Sin Week to two years ago. Yeah, it's this, it's the same video that was released got in it. 2020. The only difference, I don't think we were doing subtitles yet. So maybe that got changed. Like I know there's subtitles all through this and that's what they were. That's why I wasn't, there was some issue with that. So that's why I was telling you, I didn't, I wasn't positive it was going to be Saturday's video, but then it worked out. So got it. Uh, I think that's the only thing that was updated was like subtitles. And then I think they put the new intro on it and everything. So yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. But uh, okay. the video, the just, body yeah. is modernized the format. But yeah, the, the sins yeah, are the same. Exactly. Okay, and I forgot to watch it. So I don't have anything <laughs> to add. Sorry. That's OK. I just um, I'm not used to these Saturday videos. <laughs> me neither, man. Me neither. Um, so the some of the sins I had then were um, this is way more Fast and Furious <laughs> 4 than you than I think they ever intended. And then there's a there's a there's a really long scene about like Hawkeye says I'll take care of it and then he cocks his bow but he's like still in Loki's presence yeah and then they send the fact that he does that he's like this would be like asking a judge for a warrant cocking your gun <laughs> and then reholstering it and then providing reasoning and then waiting for the judge to get it and then you go and you finally pull out your gun again it's like this is so stupid and then they like I don't remember specifically what we got into but I remember in Hawkeye on that show, they went back and showed this scene and then they just put in like, it was, it was from what's her name's like perspective, the, uh, Haley Steinfeld, uh, it was her character's perspective. And I remember we sent some of this again, just because it was, yeah. But anyways, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, there's something about Tony Stark, uh, like bugging shield and all that. And he says in a few hours, I'll know every dirty secret. The shield has to hide. And so he says, yeah, except who killed my parents and that shield is now Hydra. (laughs) Again, that's one of those like hindsight things. Uh, exactly. Amazing. 
And then uh, Jesus Hulk alone should have been responsible for the Sokovia Accords. Maybe Sokovia wouldn't have happened if there had been a Manhattan Accords. <laughs> Don't they say that they've like they've taken everybody out of the city, but there's still got to be people there like they couldn't. have. Oh, there's still know. tons of people there. Yeah. yeah. When they make the Sokovia Accords, yeah. they do like reference Manhattan as well. They, you know, they reference a lot of the big destructive yeah. places. But yeah, it, the sin stands <laughs> like absolutely. Uh, how is there not any sort of reform after this event? Um, yeah. And also, I remember Jeremy got to like go back and tackle his uh, gravity and space stuff, which was yep. like one of the first. Uh, that was one of the first things I guess we got a lot of shit for was Iron yep. Man falling through space. And so that was I do yeah, remember Jeremy had fun going back to that. So. Yeah. And we talked about that a little last week. So um, nice. Yeah. OK, so that is all I had for the video. So let's dive into our next segment, Behind the Sinner. So tell me about yourself. We're all sinners, every one of us. And what happens to sinners? Get to know each other better, you know? See, Daddy, sinners have soul too. The information, it's too much. Walk away, March, just walk away. Okay, so round two, I have a couple questions. I, I um, courted Discord to see if they could help me out with uh, deciding, what, deciding what questions that... Uh, that you, they wanted to hear answers to you guys from. Um, so Nick, I have two questions from Nick and a game from Joseph. Nick wants to know, is there a previously released sins video that you wish you could have worked on? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's always some like, cause sometimes we'll see him on the schedule before Chris is actually, um, I might have to go look at something on the schedule and sometimes he'll already have stuff written in, but we won't have mm -hmm. the, you know, who he assigned yet. So, I mean, I'll be sitting there thinking, Oh, that'd be cool if I got that one. I remember con air was one, which that sounds silly, but, <laughs> that was one i just remember when that got announced i was like oh i hope i'm on that and i wasn't which is fine i mean i was on other stuff that was fun but i just remember thinking that was just a movie i'd seen like so many times and i it's, it's kind of one of those movies i'm surprised at how many times i've seen it because i don't even know how much i like it but <laughs> i just think that would have been uh and then there's stuff like before i came on like i think the expendable yeah, yeah. movies would have been fun to send yeah. um some of those earlier like iron man would have been fun to send uh, you mm -hmm. know, stuff like that, that I wasn't even around for, but, uh, back to the future would have been a lot of fun, but yeah, Con Air was the most recent one I could think of. I have a Con Air Blu-ray that I've seen once yeah. and I was like, this movie isn't really good, but I kind of like it, but I don't really. And so sometimes well, I go back and forth, like, do I want to put this in my two cell pile? And I never do, um, because there's just enough stupid in it that it's kind of fun. Okay, other question from Nick is, what is the Sins video that you're glad you didn't have to um, tackle? Or a film that you hope won't uh, won't get scheduled if it's ever... You, you well, won't get scheduled on if it ever gets sent. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard anybody mention this, but like, if Human Centipede got sent, I would be scared that they would put me on that just because it's a horror movie. Chris has mentioned it maybe once because he thought it was probably would do well, but he's like, but I just don't know what we'd have to blur and all that kind of stuff. But that's what I've never seen. And I just, I don't want to watch it. Like, it's just one of those, like everything about that movie just sounds like stuff I would not enjoy. You never know. Never say never. I mean, but right. uh, would not want to watch that movie. As far as what uh, musicals, I finally had to do my first musical because Jeremy and I did uh, uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Right. Or no, that was, or maybe that, no, was, that Ian. was Ian. Me and Ian. Me and Ian. Ian. Did Sp Sweeney Todd. So that was the first time I'd had to do a musical. And it was as difficult as I thought it was because we can't play the music. So then yep. you start having to write a lot of sins. Like, you know, we wouldn't dare play the music, but this is what they say. So that's just, I don't know. It's like you have to kind of work your way around things. 
that you don't really have to do as much in non-musicals. So just from sure. uh, my brain not exploding, um, I'm I'm not I'm not like gunning for the musicals. I'm not like yes, let me do this. But if I get assigned one, I mean, I'll make it work. Uh, it's a fun job. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like it's so complicated. Like to me, yeah. my answer would be like Knives Out because it's so like intricate. Yeah, and that was one. I, I so much good about. I was love that, that I think... movie, but I wasn't. I was. I was okay with not being on that because that's a yeah. Mysteries are kind of weird too sometimes. Okay, so then we have a quick game of three th- three sins and a lie. Okay. This is from Joseph on Discord. All right. He sent me two options. Um, so, Jonathan, would you like to try to take a guess on the fake sin from the Draft Day video? I wrote on or that. Or from Top Gun? Oh, Draft Day, because I actually wrote on Daft Draft Day. So, Oh, I, that's no fun. I don't know that I've seen the Top Gun video. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I've watched it. Uh, if you want to do the Top Gun, I'll try that one because I still well, know. I know what Ian and Dan. Now let's do Top Gun. That'll be interesting. I'm okay. more curious if I know that. Maybe you can do the draft day really quick. But like, I was like, it's not. It's not fun if you wrote on the script. Well, what's sad um, though is that means nothing because I wrote that script <laughs> so long ago. I mean, I have a hard enough time figuring out when I'm watching a current video who wrote what. So, but let's do Top Gun. You're right. That'd let's be do more. Top Gun. Sin number one. Also, he seems like someone who would know this information already, but hey, some people get promoted past competence. Number two is, although there are technically no laws prohibiting fishing in the Indian Ocean, overfishing is a real problem that we as a society need to tackle. So instead of cooking the fish, Goose should really... Oh, he's using a metaphor. Sin number three is, wow, from top secret to top gun, whoever cast this guy is a real genius. (laughs) And sin number four is, well, I guess I won't be needing goose anymore. All right. So I know Daniel and Ian wrote this, but I think Chris wrote on it, too. So that top secret sin actually could have happened. Because if, like, if that was Ian or Daniel, I don't know that I would have bought that that was something they wrote. But Chris could have written that because he loves top secret. And he loves real genius, I think, as he should. You had two. What were the first two? They started off with the same word, right? Although the first one was also, but... He also. seems like someone who should know information already, but hey, some people get promoted past competence. That's so is, number one. Is JC who did this? Was it JCD? Yep. Does he write the fake sin? He writes the fake sin. All right. I think the first one's the fake sin. That is incorrect. Ah, the oh fake well. sin was, well, I guess I won't be needing goose anymore. <laughs> that was maybe my second possibility. I think that sin might have happened. I don't know when the video released, though. Um, that sounds like it, something we would have done. Yeah, but I wonder if it was before Guess I Won't Be Needing This Anymore as a running gag. Like that's Oh, no, it was well after that. Because, I mean, this was Ian and Daniel. This was their first script. I feel like they've been doing the Won't Be Needing That Anymore since before I was even on board. I could be wrong. Uh, Maybe so, I, I just didn't know when the Top Gun video released. So Top Gun's original release date, I think, was 2020. Or maybe it was even 2019, and then it got pushed to 2020, and then COVID happened. I feel like this movie was done, like this script was done sometime in 2019. Like, this is a really long gap, uh, be- just because the movie kept getting bombed. The Maverick kept getting bombed, so that's what this right. was supposed to be. So I know it was Daniel and Ian's first script, because they weren't even technically writing with us anymore. We did I didn't know them yet. Like, we were just, we were reviewing their, what they could do, so... I think that was after that, but it was a few years ago when this was written. But good job, JCD. You got me. Woo. All right. 
we'll save the draft day one. Maybe I'll use that in a future video. That's fine. Yeah. A future it. podcast. Uh, and then a quick conversation about something else. Uh, I wanted to know we're recording before Halloween, but this episode will drop after Halloween. So just you have any plans? Do you do anything uh, special for Halloween night? Have you done anything kind of leading up to Halloween? I don't know. Like I might, I, I mean, I probably do watch more. I don't know that I watch necessarily more horror movies in October, but I will watch stuff like, I guess I, I try to like watch stuff that like, is has more to do with like capturing like the spirit of Halloween or is like more fun to watch. Like Halloween to me is kind of fun. Like I don't really consider it like dark. So like sure. super bleak stuff. Like I'm not watching like Ari Aster movies and like the exorcist and like the shining. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know stuff like that. That's like, I'm more probably watching like silly slasher films or like uh, stuff set on Halloween that might not even be a horror film. Like I watch arsenic and old lace almost every year you know stuff like that and uh so i don't know uh my daughter doesn't watch as much the last couple years she hasn't really been as into it when she was younger we would watch a lot of like of the older like halloween specials and stuff like that together Uh, she still doesn't really get that into horror movies although she does every now and then she'll randomly ask me something like uh you know do you think i'm old enough to watch this and it's usually no so i don't know my daughter still trick-or-treats she's probably going to do that for another year or two so i go out with her I was going to ask, is she old enough that she like goes out with other friends? I mean, like... she does go with other friends, but usually my wife and I just go out too. I mean, yeah. and partly that's because that way we're not at home having to hand out candy. <laughs> <laughs> Our neighborhood has got a lot of kids in it. So like the couple years I've handed out candy, I've literally just been standing up for like two and a half hours because it's just mm. it's just a lot of kids. And then I think people bring their friends. So there's like even yeah. more kids that don't live in the neighborhood. Oh, you live in the good neighborhood with the full size candy bars. All right, I've never given out full size candy bars. I think some, I think some houses do, but uh, yeah. but but we go out, and usually we go out with some of the other parents that we're friends with, and yeah. uh, you know, my wife might have a cocktail or something, you know, that kind of thing. So that's usually yeah. what we do on Halloween. But we don't, we go to the pumpkin patch every year. That's kind of become a tradition because my wife, there's this, uh, there's like this thing. It's a, it's where you see how tall somebody is, a measuring stick that's there every year and so my daughter's gotten one every year since she was like her well her first halloween which she would have been five months old four months old nice so, so we've had a picture every year it's just been yeah, kind that's of fun. Cute. so stuff like that but uh and then i oh and i also do there is a marathon we have an art house theater called the bell court uh mm-hmm. in nashville and uh, uh if people that came to sin week last year we actually had a day in the bell court uh, so some people have gotten to go there, but uh, they every year they do this thing called 12 Hours of Terror, and it's from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. And that happened last weekend, so two weeks ago after this, probably from when this airs, uh, where it's like a Saturday night, and you just get there at 10 p.m. and then they show seven movies between 10 p.m. and 10 a.m. And I've I've gone the last five years, and I've made it every time. So I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> It's like sure. the one like younger per- kid thing that I do every year. So that's kind of become like a tradition. So yeah, they don't they no, don't announce fun. the movies ahead of time. So it's always a surprise. You have no idea what they're going to show, which that's part of the fun, I think. So sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that's part of the fun because, you know, you could get Halloween yeah. and Nightmare on Elm Street and, you know. Yeah. And they show the a lot Babadook of obscure stuff, stuff I've never even heard of, which is cool because yeah. I mean that's that seems to be harder as the years go on. There's less stuff I haven't heard of, but uh, they find stuff. Usually foreign films. I would prefer to watch like if I 
like the like the big releases, you know, like I would I would like to see Halloween on the big screen. Yeah. Or, and they'll do stuff like, like the that. They'll usually yeah. have at least one pretty big one and then they'll do some obscure stuff and then they'll have like some fun stuff. You know, they do a good job. I, it's yeah. really fun. If for some reason, if you move to the Nashville area or you're in the Nashville area and you didn't know about it, I would definitely check that out next year. It's it's a uh, if it's something you think you can do. Sure. And it's not that expensive either. I think it's like thirty dollars. So it's oh, that's you know, great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think my theaters locally are showing um, there's one in a town about 20 minutes away from me that uh, is showing um, Halloween every night at 7 p.m. Oh, nice. The original. And they're also showing um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, that got like a that's a that's a 30 year uh, 30 year anniversary okay. this okay. year. Because, I yeah, I saw that was showing at a couple theaters out here, too. Yeah, but Halloween, a lot of times theater local theaters will show that, which is fun. That's a fun movie to see on the big screen. I wouldn't mind like doing a Halloween series mm-hmm. marathon at a theater. It's like if if that be 10 fun. p.m. to 10 a.m. And like, a lot of that, that's the thing. I mean, there's 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 different there's all types of movies, but I, I like it. A lot of the marathons, they tend to try to do stuff that works with a crowd. It has more to do with that than anything. So that's always fun. Uh, sure. that's, that's part of the fun. You're watching the movie with like 300 other people. That's not something you would be doing if you were watching it at home, obviously. Right. So. I would love a time machine and. I really want to go see Halloween Resurrection in a theater with an audience. Uh, Nobody would buy a ticket to that movie now, but that to me, that's a perfect, like how are there not screenings like the room and Rocky horror picture show of Halloween Resurrection? Like that is a gimme. I don't know. Probably because, well, I don't know who owns it now because I mean, I don't know if the wine, the Weinsteins probably have Uh, nothing to do with it now, but um, near, near max. Still. It is dimension. It was definitely dimension that put it out. So I, whoever owns that, yeah. I for Halloween we just um. So I live in a relatively big neighborhood, but yeah. like my street is is one of those that it's like it's kind of like the tertiary streets. Yeah. So like we don't get a lot of trick or treats on my tre- on my mm-hmm. street, even though there's a good amount of kids in my neighborhood and certainly like a good amount of trick or treaters. Yeah. Uh, but it also it just gets really cold where I live, so I think like a lot of times parents are. Like they're not doing very much. Yeah, um, it's gonna be like trick or treating. Yeah, see, it doesn't get cold here. Uh, what's it gonna be? Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be sixty nine tomorrow's the high. So see, that's pretty. That's perfect, actually. Uh, high sixty nine, low thirty five. So like yeah. somewhere in the. So anyway, it's it's always cold. So I think parents don't want to stay out very long. So they definitely Makes don't th- make it to my street. So, but I invite some friends over. We throw a bonfire in the driveway cool. and then we, and we drink beer and we hand out candy. Yeah. A lot, a um, lot of, uh, a lot of neighbors do that in, in our yeah. neighborhood. So we, in, we usually end up at a couple of those fires for at least a few minutes or something. And yeah. A lot of the adults are like, stay for a little bit and they're like, we just want to warm up for a second. It's like, say, <laughs> cool, have a beer. Um, but yeah, but I've never been like I. I think I'm. I. I feel like a lot of people that just know me though, like I like horror movies and stuff. Maybe they think I like get into it. Like we don't do a lot of decorating. We have very bare minimum. Like we have a few things. We always get a pumpkin and we put that out and all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't think I get into it the way I've never been into dressing up. Like that's never really been something I've enjoyed. Not since I was a kid. So nice. I, I. I like the. I like the season more than anything. I just love fall. I mean, there's just. It's a great time for yeah. sports. It's a, it's just the yep. weather's changing and it's just, I don't know. It's uh it's just kind of a fun time. And then that goes directly into like the rest of the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So just, you know, mm-hmm. the last few months of the year usually are just kind of pleasant and fun. Sure. Uh, well, on that note, I think that'll take us to beyond the sins. 
to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Uh, Jonathan, what is something you want to quickly recommend, Warren, or Rekka Um Well, I actually saw this a few weeks ago because uh, also the Belcourt, uh, they, uh, they, they did a sneak preview of it that I was lucky to attend. But this weekend, as we're recording, the weekend of the 28th or whatever, Tar uh, got a wide release. So I would assume mm. more people are out there watching it now. Um, this is the new movie. Kate Blanchett plays Lydia Tar, who is a real person. Uh, this is about a composer. I don't know anything about composing, so I didn't know anything about this person. So I can't say what they're making up or if they're not making up anything. I don't know. But I do know I really like the movie. Um, and I was kind of like going into it like I wanted to see it, but I didn't know if it was going to be anything more than like Kate Blanchett gave a really good performance. And then, you know, the movie itself, who cares? Because a lot of the times that's I feel like that's what's happens with some of these like biographies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um but no, I this movie works really well. Um it is long. I don't think it's 3 hours, but it's like well over 2. But I didn't notice that. A lot of that has to do with Kate Blanchett how good she is. But it's also interesting. It's a it it fits very well into this time period with like the Me Too movement and just more more like stuff that shouldn't be happening gets reported, you know, now. And she's like her character, uh, the real life person has, there's just a lot of things going on in her life that work in like a really interesting to, to make a movie about, I guess I would say, but, uh, I don't know. I really dug it. I don't want to say too much about it because I think that's part of the fun of it. Just kind of seeing how everything plays out because I feel like it starts off as one kind of movie and then it becomes something very different and Hmm. it actually works though. Like it's not like a. It's not like a whiplash kind of situation. I'm not talking about the movie whiplash. I'm just saying like I'm yeah, not, yeah. the movie's not going to give you whiplash from like, you know, having a huge shift. Nothing like that. But I really enjoyed it the whole way through. I was uh, just kind of mesmerized by the whole thing. And Kate Blanchett's amazing. I'm not going to be. Sh- I, I can. I'm never good at predicting Oscar nominations, but I can't imagine she won't be nominated. And I wouldn't be surprised if if she wins, but there's no telling what's going to happen between now and the end of the year though. So there could be another performance, but true. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Great. For my other podcast, I watched the original night of the living dead this week and I liked it. What I'm going to recommend for beyond the sins here is still, I think my favorite, like straight up zombie movie, you know, no Zomcom, no nothing like that. No Shaun of the dead or zombie land is 2004's, Zack Snyder's Dawn mm-hmm. of the Dead. It's legitimately great. And I haven't seen the original uh, because it's incredibly hard to get your hands on a copy in 2022. Uh, because, yeah, they again, rights issues. It was uh, showing a 3D. They, they went in and did th- made because it wasn't originally 3D. Dawn of the Dead was. So, but, but that's so my understanding is there's a person that is making a 3D conversion that nobody wants to buy, but he won't give anybody the rights until they want his 3D version. Are you talking about a Dawn of the Dead, the 78? The original. The, yeah. There's a 3D conversion that got shown in theaters this weekend, though. And I, I didn't have oh. it. I it's I think it's Regal Cinema has been showing it. I didn't have time to go watch it. But uh, I you should check. If you've seen the original Night of the Living Dead, you should check out the original Dawn of the Dead. I, I agree I, that Zack Snyder's... Uh, I rewatched it a couple years ago. It did not hold up for me as well as I thought it would, but I still, yeah, I totally, there's a lot going on there that's interesting, especially that opening. Yeah, I would like to watch the original. Um, but it again, is hard. It's really hard to yeah. find your, to get your hands on. Um, and so I actually found um, there's a recent 4K release 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's international, but 4K discs are region free. So uh, yep. I had to order from like Amazon Shopping UK. Oh, cool. Or something like that. Yeah, so I just I, got the like a, I got the Night of the Living Dead 4K. That was Criterion. Though. The that Criterion? Was a, yeah. yeah. I have the standard Criterion. Um, but you did like but, Night of the Living Dead? I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. I liked it. But, and, and I think it's just like, as I mentioned on the other podcast, like so much of it is like it's giving you information that as somebody who's watched Shaun of the Dead yes. and Dawn of the like yes. a million movies, like it's giving you information that I already know. And so in, if it's your first zombie movie, I think it's great. But if you're already very familiar with the rules in the world, it also it's, it's very slow. That ending is it's really a great ending. good like that. Yeah. That I guess final shot, no pun intended, is um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just I'm impressed that they went there in Me the too. late 60s and I'm glad they did. But yes, you're talking about Zack Snyder's. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, it's fine. I just like I really, really like this mm-hmm. movie. I think it's a good introduction if you've ever seen a horror film. But I also think yeah. it's just great if you haven't seen if you haven't if you have seen zombie movies, you haven't seen this one. There's a little bit of it that doesn't hold up quite as well. There's definitely definitely um, a, d- a disturbing scene. Um, so if if trigger warnings are a thing for you, there is there is a zombie baby. That mm-hmm. is a very, very disturbing scene. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a lot of fun. Like specifically, I like there's a scene where they're just like calling out like, hey, this person looks kind of like that person. Now shoot him. And yeah, you know, like Jay Leno. And it's it's not Jay Leno, but they're like, this person looks like Jay. Yeah, no, that's a really great. fun scene. I think it's also um, probably one of the last years you really could have made a mall movie. Like, I just don't even know if that setting would have worked <laughs> like sure. three years later. I mean, malls exist, obviously, but like I'm just saying it's not it's not what it once was. Right. And I remember when it came out, I was a huge fan of the original. So I was like, that's that's weird. And who's the Zack Snyder guy? And because right. I guess and it's also his, written by James Gunn. So, like, yeah, who maybe I didn't that'll... really know that well at that point either. He had Sliver. His I only think, credits were Scooby Doo. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, because Slither doesn't come out for another year or two. So. But yeah, you're right. Slither, Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. Scooby Doo one and two. And then Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks, Jonathan, for yeah. hanging out. Of course. Yeah, you know, it's fun to catch up after seven weeks. Uh, yep. So, uh, so we'll do it again at least another seven weeks. Yeah. Uh, and um, any any place you want to send people to to talk more about, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to talk about. I am on Twitter at Sam Loomis thirteen. Uh, you can definitely holler at me there. I I try to not go on there that much as much as I used to. Uh, that's just, but I but I am I'm on there enough to where like I'll I'll get back to you in a day or two. Uh, yeah. I'm also on Letterbox. Just look at my name, or you can go to my Twitter handle and um, click the link there. Those are really the only two places I do anything that's like outside of just talking to my family or something like on Facebook. But uh, yeah. Uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd as well at Schweitcastle. And um, if you're wanting to give so some awesome. feedback on the show, I would love to hear that. As you can send that to the BTS Twitter, CinemaSins BTS, or you can send it to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And lastly, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening from. And come back next Thursday for more Behind the Sins content. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. There are scenes where she has a bit of a British accent in that movie, but then it just goes away because it's, I guess, not a very good accent. Like, I don't know who they hired to write subtitles on those DVDs, but they were terrible. Like, I mean, they were just, they, <laughs> they were never right. Like, not even close. 
So that is it for this inside scoop. I don't think I ever said let's dive into this inside scoop earlier. I think you Whatever. did. Maybe you didn't. You can say it now Maybe. if you want. I'll cut this in. <laughs> let's dive into this inside scoop. There we go. I'll cut that in later. 